listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Is everything all right? Uh, a little nervous. It's just sometimes it takes a while for, um, oh. you know, inspiration to come. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let mommy help. Hmm? Does that inspire you? Oh. Let's make love. Make love? You want to. You? Well, I can't. I can't do. No, tell the truth. You feel the poetry. Oh, come on! Oh, we're the tiger. Oh, he's got a huge talent. Podcast episode forty one. We are back at full staff plus a Derek. Yay! What's up, Derek? It's me. <laughs> Hi. Go. This is the full time we've been full staff since September. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, you're doing adult stuff, so you have an excuse. I just have like, oh, I have a birthday to go to. Saying <laughs> adult stuff when we're talking about this movie is not not the move. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Just if it was just me and Dex being like, so this was interesting, like this would be a weird <laughs> podcast. Um, Derek, how we doing, man? Thank you for uh watching this acid trip of a movie. God. You know you know it it's a rite of passage for every theater kid to have to watch Moulin Rouge at some point. <laughs> And I had been putting it off for so long, and my credentials were about to run out. So I decided, you know what? I might as well go ahead and renew those. You had to get the and... car carrier theater kid to, yeah. to car carrying theater yeah. kid endorsement for uh, Mulan. I mean, Rouge. I don't, ha- I don't have any other personality traits, so I might as well keep <laughs> keep this one going. No, so yeah. In case you were wondering, we are doing Mulan Rouge uh, today. Dex watched this kind of on a whim the other night, and I said, you know what? Let's just do it. I haven't watched this. <clears throat> since maybe freshman year of college and boy was <laughs> this a mistake uh, <laughs> oh man this movie well we'll save it for the reviews but holy shit i did not i did not enjoy this this time around i don't know what changed maybe like maybe my sensibilities changed from when i was 19 to now i mean definitely uh when was the when was the last time you watched it freshman i think freshman guess, year of college yeah Okay. And I, I guess you, my sensibilities changed because this movie, oh, everyone in this was annoying, man. Everyone was annoying. <laughs> it, was like every, it was like everyone was at like a thousand percent and they didn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely this uncalled is, for. This is the epitome of a Boz Lerman film. This yes. Is like, uh, if you were not to shout out another podcast, but. If you were to ever do like a three minute stretch where you're like, I need you to explain Boz Lerman films, this is what I would show him. Like, it's, it's just fucking this. <laughs> just, all, here's all, the all, no substance. Here's the, here's the can can scene. This is his directing. Go. <laughs> Dex, why did um why did you want to watch this movie the other night? Like, uh, you have it on DVD. <laughs> I, I do have it on DVD, and I have a good explanation. Well, it's not a good explanation, but I have an explanation for why I watch this movie. Nicole Kidman 
it was announced it's like directing some kind of Amazon series or something and they sure. used like a very glamorous shot of Nicole Kidman to like advertise that fact and I was like hot damn Nicole Kidman looks amazing and I want to watch Mulan Rouge right now <laughs> so I watched Mulan Rouge fair enough right um <laughs> I mean, look, she she looks great in this. Is her character weird, and does she one hundred thousand percent go for something? She goes for something. I don't know what that is. Something. But what, watching this movie further solidified the fact that Nicole Kidman can, in fact, fix me. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> We we'll, we'll get into it when we get to the reviews, but yes, yes, I had I had to just like I needed to take a moment outside of my apartment <laughs> when <laughs> when she first meets Ewan McGregor and she thinks he's the Duke and she has that whole like tantrum in a rug. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. I I felt like I, I need to smoke a cigarette. cigarette. After that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Academy Award winning former wife of Tom Cruise. Just where just. do you think Tom got all that energy from? Why do you think he was hopping on the couch? <laughs> it was an energy transfer. Were they still married at this point? When were they married? I need to know. Nicole Kid, uh, Nicole Kidman, and Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. I always I don't forget know. that he, was a thing. When did he convert to Scientology? He always has converted to Scientology. From has, was he like the was he like the Elron Hubbard was, and then Tom yeah. Cruise? Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> In the beginning, so, L. Ron Hubbard created the universe <laughs> and Tom Cruise. <laughs> so they 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 divorced in February 2001, so right before this movie uh-huh. came out. Oh, man. Yeah, she Good was going her. through it. She was going through it. <laughs> yeah. it comes up, comes she out got nominated cool. for an Oscar for this. <laughs> really? This won two Oscars. Okay, let me, b- yeah. b- let me yeah, read wait. the synopsis, and we'll get into the reviews. Um Moulin Rouge came out in 2001, which I didn't realize it was that old. Um, mm-hmm. It's PG-13, has a 7.6 on IMDb, which I fit. People like this movie. Um, yeah. It uh, is a long two hours and seven minutes. <laughs> and uh, this movie could be 45 minutes shorter. Um, a poet falls for a beautiful courtesan. Courtesan? He's a, he's a poet? Yeah. yeah. From a jealous, whom a jealous duke covets. Written and directed by Baz Luhrmann. It was also written by a man named Craig Pierce. Stars Nicole Kidman, Ewan McGregor, uh, John Lasagna, John Leguizamo. Um, <laughs> as just a very offensive character. Um, Jim uh, Broadbend as Harold Zidler. Richard Roxbow as the gay duke. And uh, Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> He's and, angry for very specific reasons. So, and the uh, the only black character <laughs> whom is named Le Chocolat in this, which I thought I was Lord. the only one that noticed that. I was like, this man has no speaking lines except for the one time where he's like, Chocolat, go get. I was like, they he did not just call this man Chocolat. <laughs> His name is uh, Diobia Diobia Opera Opera to give him his credit. Um, he is the uh, he is the savior. Someone's got to give him his credit. Yeah, has one speaking line, and they named him Le Chocolat. So 
hate crimes. <laughs> cool. Charge Baz Luhrmann with hate crimes. Yeah, so cool Baz Luhrmann. That's that's really uh, cool. <laughs> this whole film is just, this whole film is just deeply deeply problematic stereotypes on top of deeply mm. problematic stereotypes. Oh my god. Uh but ba- 50 million dollars made 184 million at the box office actually. So did pretty well. But uh <laughs> that is surprising. Um, one numbers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh it, go ahead, Derek. Imagine with me, if you will. Sure. Post 9/11, six <laughs> months, you know, six or, six or so months after 9/11, the world is clamoring for some sort of escapism, and they say, "Let's go see Moulin Rouge," and they had their own 9/11 in that theater. Oh that no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> see, oh, it felt no. like watching it. It felt like watching a disaster. The first Kid half Derek, of what you just Kid said Derek. was going to be. <laughs> The first half of, you, of what you just said was going to be my opening review on this movie. <laughs> you, just, you just dunked it elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Wow. Off what to was a hot. What was Viva the joke? France, you, as they say. What was the joke you made on Twitter the other day that I was like, oh god. Oh, uh, if the if the Babadook was Italian, he'd be called the Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. It is. It's I'm, terrible. So, I'm so proud of that fucking tweet. <laughs> it, 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 hit, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I had to. It was like one of those. My hands hurt. I need to type this out right now. <laughs> Some Thank people, God. people need to see this. <laughs> it this doesn't is, help. Like all the TikToks I've been targeted for. That <laughs> hey, where's the gabagool? Like th- those are the like six TikToks I see all the time, and so like. I saw those and immediately went to Twitter. And then I saw that. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is terrible. Matt looked, Matt tweeted at you and he was like, we need to bring back bands. Like, <laughs> Almost immediately after I tweeted it. <laughs> was like, actually, let's ban you from this website. <laughs> yeah, this website was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> the internet. The internet was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Goodness gracious. Uh Rotten Tomatoes says a love it or hate it experience. Uh, yeah, um, Moulin Rouge is all yeah. style, all giddy, over the top spectacle, but it's also daring in its vision and wildly original. Um, is it? Sure. It had a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes and an eighty nine percent audience score. Uh, now, does that mean that you know people think it's the best movie of all time? It just people think it's a decent movie is basically what that means. Rotten no, Tomatoes see, is weird like that. <laughs> Theater kids just review bombed the movie. They were like, yes. they got out, they got out of their like freestyle movement class, and they're like, actually, you know what? Let's go review bomb Moulin Rouge. Freestyle movement got got out of their monologue for the Pillow Man. And out there and, anyway, oh, that's a many, deep cut. Nobody's gonna get. How many kid? How many theater kids do you think like audition using the? The Come whole like all you need, <laughs> his whole like all you need is love little monologue at the very beginning. Oh. I hope they stopped them after like the first line. They like start singing. <laughs> they're like, actually, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It, it it's like the early two thousands male version of defying. <laughs> it's the early two thousands male version of defying gravity. <laughs> it's like everyone's oh, singing it for their audition, and they're just like, we're good. Actually, we'll call you. Oh God. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Actually, I am not. 
<laughs> whatever you're doing, rethink this. I hope you're happy <laughs> too. I don't know, man. This, <clears throat> Derek, we'll start with you. Uh, you just called this movie the 9-11 of <laughs> musicals, basically. So, um, let's Which go it, there. Uh, what did you think? And give it a letter grade. Which it Where's is the line? Where is where, the line? I don't know. I mean, I don't lie. The, these Jet tips, fuel they don't can't lie, melt steel elephants. <laughs> I, I want to think. I want to sit and think about that statement. You say jet for a fuel bit. can't melt still elephants. <laughs> she lives in a giant elephant. Good for her. I wonder what uh, the rent's like in that. Wow. Um. So, Nick, as you said, yes. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> consumption. They make it sound fun. It's called consumption. <laughs> like what is this? Yeah. Like, like a sci-fi movie. It's a, Anyways, um, it's a very bitchin' name for a terrible disease. <laughs> right uh yes i did compare this to 9-11 which is a is a very hot take much like the jet fuel that melted those steel beams uh but oh god i <laughs> i mentioned this a little bit um this movie did not have me in the first half i was like this sucks why am i watching this it's li like <laughs> The editing style of this movie feels a lot like I'm watching that cursed video from The Ring. It's just a lot of shots <laughs> being thrown at you, like, all at once. It's just very scary. Um, and then the second half happened, and it kind of, like, slowed down a little bit and really started to, like, focus a little bit more on the characters. And I actually really enjoyed it by the end of it. So I'm going to give this an A. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> It's a it is a, a disaster it is it is a disaster of a movie, but my god did I love every second of it. <laughs> what a twist. Wow. Ooh. M. Night Shyamalan couldn't even have written that. What the hell? <laughs> That's what y'all bring me on for to shake the to shake the table. <laughs> you know that disaster that millions of people watched in horror? A plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I think you have a differing opinion. <laughs> uh, this is this is the most chaotic movie I, I I think I've ever seen. And I have seen the likes of movies like Eraserhead and everything David Lynch has ever made. I I don't I don't I don't understand the plot. I, I truly honestly do not understand any portion of this plot. Why does why, why why does Moulin Rouge have to become a theater? Why 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 do they need to make this play at all? Why do they have to sell the theater to make this play? None of this makes sense. But I will say <laughs> No, I don't love it. I mean it's a strong F. I'll just I'm gonna enter the chat with my rating. It's an F. But I will say what Derek was saying in the beginning is, is truly what it was. It's like, this is a, like the perfect touchstone of where we were as Americans in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And this is and this is truly like what a, a touchstone of where we kind of thought once the millennium hit of where we thought cinema was, was going. Because we're coming off of the other Lerman epic, which is Romeo and Juliet, where it's like we can take these amazing stage performances and put it to modern day. So let's just take an amazing stage performance and we're going to, you know, insert popular music of this era as well as, you know, stuff from the seventies, but something that the audience can relate to. And we can, we can do these big theatrical productions with 
this insane color palette. Like I, every color that's ever existed is in this movie. <laughs> every every color. I, I don't know how it's accomplished, but it's just everywhere. I did so, write down uh, <laughs> that this movie was filmed on an Instagram filter. Like it's <laughs> nuts. The scene in Nicole Kidman's elephant apartment when she first like meets you and McGregor and she and he thinks he's the Duke. Every color is in that apartment. It is just like it is reds and it's golds, there's blues, there's blacks. Like it's it is the color palette of this movie is insane. But this all goes back to say is like I I truly think this movie is kind of a touchstone of where everybody thought film was going as we're entering, you know, the millennium in that you know, everything is going to be hyper realistic and almost dreamlike and it's going to be manic and it's going to be pixie like and every color you can imagine is is present and we're going to do crazy things with cinematography where it's almost like a parallax and things are happening in the forefront and things are happening in the background like it is truly an insane movie from a cinematography level but i think it's it's kind of how everybody was hoping um movies were going to be and and in a way, I think this is kind of like the masterpiece of, of like the hopes and dreams of cinema in the early 2000s. None of which really came true, but mm-hmm. so I will, I'll, I'll give it like a B in, in that regard of like just being like where we were as Americans and like our hopes and dreams on, on the screen. Uh, but as for this actual movie, this is trash. No part of it is good. <laughs> the, the music is not good. The whole scene where he's trying to convince her that love is important comes off exactly as like a high school kid who has a crush on a girl that like makes a mixtape he's like yeah like it has like some of the best love songs like all you need is love and like you're gonna really like it like i think we should date after you listen to this have you heard of this band (laughs) called the beatles real indie and then it oh. ends on We Can Be Heroes. Like, it truly is a high school mixtape where it, like, it's the it's front-end loaded with good stuff in the back, and it's like, I, I, need, I needed 12 songs, so David Bowie's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> he he was running out of songs that were on his mom's iTunes, and so he's just like, uh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It, it's, it's fine. Uh. Um, but I bought this, you this iPod mini. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wanted it in a gift basket, but it has all the songs in it. I'm sorry, I, I wanted a youth group. <laughs> I drank, I drank, a, I drank a McDonald's uh, um, blended milkshake, oh. and I won. <laughs> I won this iPod Nano. I got it on the Monopoly game board. <laughs> you can tell that, and I don't know what this says about me, but like there was a definite paradigm shift after. Like before and after 9-11 and the Iraq war, as far as like cinema goes, um, Baz Luhrmann didn't change. But like there was like <laughs> there is like a and, def- and I hope to God he never does. Well, there was like a definite <laughs> paradigm. You mentioned like the early 2000s, like where mm-hmm. we thought we were going. There's like this weird. I mean, it ends with a death, but like there's this weird, hopeful exuberance throughout like a lot of these movies and things like that. And just this weird. This is the kind of cinema that m- people make cinema quote-unquote movies that people make when things when things are going well in your kid yeah, like you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and so it was I mean, before the iraq war and before everyone's like hopes and dreams were shattered all of a sudden <laughs> this is like coming off of clinton era economy and everything else and you're just like they survived y2k let's make this. so they were like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah everything the computers didn't murder us so let's make this <laughs> Um, the only other thing is 
we we all had to accept that this is basically rent, but jazzed up. Okay. Right? <laughs> they just replace AIDS and HIV Explain. with tuberculosis, and, and we're basically there. It's um the the uh, I I can't remember the characters' names. It'll it'll come to me in a second. But the um the the love story between um um Roger and Mimi. It's just basically their story, but in night or in eighteen ninety nine, which do, mm. you mentioned doesn't mean anything. The year, no, no, no. Why this takes place in eighteen ninety nine is beyond me. Like, it, 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 it contributes nothing to the story. Like, you could have set this in nineteen sixties, and we would have the same movie. Absolutely. Um, all right, Dex, you suggested this. Let's do it. Defend okay. it. I didn't suggest this. Actually, you did. <laughs> I will not be responsible for that. <laughs> One of you did because I I tweeted that this is basically could you date a girl with an OnlyFans the movie? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> this is in 2020. This movie is about a girl with an OnlyFans. And she dies of COVID. Like, I, I used to love this movie when I was in college. I saw it several times. It was introduced to me by theater kids. I went and like watched the shadow cast of it at the Waco Hippodrome. Like I loved this movie in college. That's why I picked it up for like three dollars at a used like DVD store. Uh, so I own it on DVD now. But yeah, watching it this time, I was like, yeah, this is incredibly dumb (laughs) (laughs) like everything about it is just so so odd but it's fun though it's like a good time like it's i I had a good time uh i can't believe this picture this movie was nominated for best picture at the oscars that makes no fucking sense to me wait what yeah sorry i didn't get to that in the imdb let me look it up really quickly it has uh, it won two academy awards one like, was for art direction. For I forgot eight. what the other one. Yeah. Uh, one was one, art direction. One, I forgot one the other for one was. art direction and best costume design, which, okay. Yeah. But, like, um, I think at some point in time, there was like 300 <clears throat> or some odd costumes. Best. It was nominated for best picture, which Baz Luhrmann has a Oscar nomination. <laughs> um, best actress <laughs> in a leading role, Nicole Kidman. Best uh-huh. cinematography, which, woo. By Donald uh, McAlpine, mm-hmm. and uh, best film editing, which woo, and best makeup Ugh. and best sound. We need to take a brief, brief moment to talk about Donald McAlpine. Okay, sure. You may know okay. his work as the cinematographer from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh. oh, as well, as well as other great movies like Patriot Games. And clear and present danger, the Jack Ryan series. Predator. He also all, he also all bangers. He also did Romeo Juliet, which is how he got hooked up with Boz Lerman. But just just picture in your mind the Robin Williams family comedy, Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> being shot by the same guy that made this shit show. Oh man! I tell you what, though, he does. It's uh, the Baz same Lerman. movie. <laughs> 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 Hello! <laughs> All, right. All you need is love, deities. <laughs> rewrite, rewrite the movie. The entire time, Nicole Kimmon is actually Robin Williams. Oh, track. my God. 
<laughs> Give me that movie. Let's go. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire and very, dies of tuberculosis. Pierce <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brosnan tries to hook up with him. <laughs> All right, Pierce sorry, Brosnan Dex. ends up with the Duke. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, review-wise, I really don't have much to say other than, like, I just enjoy this movie even knowing that it's awful. Like, the singing is not good, but I like the music. <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it. Ewan McGregor can't sing. Nicole oh, King, really? She's not She's not terrible, but... There was a the certain guy, point where I, one of my notes was like, yeah, Ewan McGregor cannot sing, and then I was like, wait, can he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> When he hits you with the hills are alive, you're like, oh, okay, he could do that. And then, like, the rest of the movie, you're like, oh, no, he can't do this. It's that one vibrato that he just does the entire thing. Yeah, he hits, like, one note really well, but then ignores the rest of the scale. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that really stuck out to me on this rewatch, though, was that these people thought, like, the greatest love song of all time, like, made her fall in love with him instantly was your song by Elton John. It's like, it's a fine song, but I like, really instant meant, fall in love song. I really meant to look up. He he got to have like gotten a lot of royalties for that licensing. You, like, you, you did, would have to. Or did, did Elton John somehow like get his name in here in the same way that like Trent Reznor gets his name into songs that he credits out and gets backwards? Um... No, Elton John Grammys. was in the movie. What? Um, yeah, he was the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. Dumb. I, I can't be a part of this anymore. Hey, shut up! <laughs> you invited me here. Don't call my jokes dumb. <laughs> no. I get to be. I get to be mean to y'all. This is. This is Gabagool all over again. I'm out. <laughs> I I let y'all bully me into changing my grade for holes. I'm not doing that for this one. Yeah, uh, this, this time I'm the bully. God, we haven't had you back since holes. All right, that was um, so. Dex, what do you give it letter grade wise? Uh, B plus. Okay. All right. So we we got an F, an A, an A, and an a. yeah, a B plus. I gotta go with a D, man. I ah, this movie felt like an acid trip the entire time like the entire time i was like i i said before we started recording it felt like i did drugs like i was like what is happening and i guess this is better when you watch it with people this is one of those movies you have to watch this absolutely like, with a group you know maybe a few drinks something like that It'd be a good good time then because I remember having a good time when I watched it for the first time in a group, mm -hmm. but now watching it just like on my couch, on a laptop screen, like, <laughs> nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I don't on know this. if I, I don't know if I'd want to watch this movie not being in full control of my body. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't. I need to be stone cold sober when I watch this movie because if not, something bad will happen. Sucks you into the void and you never get out. Your brain is broken because you watch Moulin Rouge. I feel like this movie would be like, you know how like Alamo does those like sing along events where you can watch like musical movies and everybody's allowed to mm -hmm. sing and like dancing. I feel like this movie is like perfect for that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I was it's like saying, a good group. I of it where like at the Waco Hippodrome, they had people like 
actually doing the dance numbers like in real life yeah. like, while the movie was playing behind them. And that shit okay. was dope. Yeah, like I feel like it's like a group watching this in the theater. It's it's a pretty good to fun experience. Yeah, and I feel like it's not this big of a of a cult following, but it, it definitely has like the same feel as like a Rocky Horror thing where it's not as weird yeah, yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. but it just like more people enjoy it if you like can enjoy it together. I feel like is one of those things. But I I Man, I just, like you said, none of the plot makes a lot of sense. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, just the decisions made in this movie. The choices <laughs> made by the cast, the choices made by the director, by the cameraman, everything is fucking wild. I don't understand. Craft services. Yeah, the craft service. Like, like the the. <laughs> key grit like the grip like they just <laughs> everything is so weird in this movie it's so weird and it's just unsettlingly just strange and it's just and it's not the weirdest thing that i've ever watched about it but it's just like what are we doing what is going on uh and and i guess it's because also since i was 19 my my disposition has changed tenfold uh and my hope an outlook on the on the world and universe has darkened uh, so much. And this movie uh, tries to make you think that everything is grand and glorious for about ninety eight percent of it. And uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, You've lost your bohemian spirit, Roy. Yeah. You're well, that also guy. does. <laughs> That also doesn't make sense. We're gonna we're so bohemian and radical and new and different, and we want to like we want to like keep it that way. But we're also going to sell out to uh, the bourgeoisie <laughs> and like yeah, I, like we're we're bohemian. <laughs> we shop at Earthbound, but like we also all own iPhones. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, we all have dreads, but yes, we do go to Whole Foods. Everyone in this movie smells like <laughs> patchouli oil and bo. Oh God, stop. And, <laughs> the the thing smell, about smell it, like dragon's breath incense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it smells like kitty. It smells like kitty litter. And, <laughs> smells like it smells like kitty litter in those in those stones that they all have that they like rub on each. <laughs> those crystals that they all have <laughs> just smells like a crystal. <laughs> no no definable scent <laughs> just a crystal everything in here crystal smells like, like a crystal yeah i don't know you have multiple crystals in this home don't you <laughs> everybody in this movie owns a patagonia jacket and a nalgene bottle but has never been hiking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no i just i just feel like the just choices in this movie are mind-blowing and i don't know just everyone in this movie sucks everyone sucks so bad and i and i can see why like high school like theater kids like it because when you're in high school you suck too like it's just like 100 everything in this is just like just like oh i also want to be in love maybe i should tell somebody and sing a song about it they're doing (laughs) that in this movie I like and it. It's, it's songs that my parents have let me listen to before. Right. I don't know if you've ever heard See, of this the thing artist. Is, though, Elton John. I don't I know think, if you've ever heard of him. 
I feel like theater kids really didn't even think about it that much. They were just like talking through, like talking through the actual talking parts of the movie and waiting for oh, the yeah. songs to come back. Yes, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just right. being lit. Like nobody, like I didn't even realize like half of the plot of this movie until I rewatched it this time. Because I, if you've ever, if you've ever talked like, through the songs. Yeah, if you've ever like hung out with theater kids before, we're all talking through the movie except when the songs come on. Like, oh, well, uh, yeah. and then we're and then we're all trying to outperform each other, like we're about to get cast in a show. It's like we're at someone's <laughs> house. Like, like, there's not someone from Hollywood that's like hiding outside in the bushes, waiting you to, waiting to hear you hit that high note. Maybe like, CAA is waiting outside my door and they can hear <laughs> us. The my thing about uh, also about the music though is like. I didn't think Hugh McGregor was that bad. I also didn't think uh, Nicole Kidman was that bad. I, I thought their chemistry actually together was actually pretty good, um, mm-hmm. whatever the choices may be. But, like, I didn't think they were terrible singers either. Like, they're not, like, I love La La Land, but he's better than, like, Ryan Gosling in them <laughs> singing in mm-hmm. La La Land. Like, it just mm-hmm. is a fact. But it the songs in this, the ones that aren't, actual pop songs aren't the best like the lyrics don't make a lot of sense like come up may is the best one but like the ones that aren't you know that aren't like smells like teen spirit and roxanne and all these other ones like oh it's kind of like it is truly baffling it is have you ever like had one of those friends that that wants like really thinks he's gonna be a DJ and like has like a full <laughs> pioneer setup? And he's like, dude, just listen to my beats. Like, this is really good. And then he fucking puts on Lady Marmalade and he goes against. Smells like Teen Spirit. You're like, what? What? I thought. Why, why I you, thought. What? I, I thought like something had happened. A, to- that whole can can scene is like, what? What? What is happening? <laughs> Yeah, I thought like something had happened where like another movie had like somehow crept its way into like uh, into this, and I was like, "Why am I hearing Lady Marmalade and Smells Like Teen Spirit?" <laughs> it's like, I, it did Kurt Cobain say this was cool? Like, it was, I I don't know. It's like his estate agree to this. So did I have, Courtney Lo- did Courtney Love actually I have say- a story about that? But finish your thought, Derek. Oh no, that's basically it. All I right, was here just, we go. I was so, so confused. So originally, I, I don't know how far along she got. I don't know if Boz Lerman was just entertaining it because he wanted Smells Like Teen Spirit. But oh, no. Nicole Kidman's part, uh, Courtney Love was up for it. Like, oh, was considered. <laughs> Did audition wow. and everything. Wow. Did not get the part. And Boz Lerman, like, apparently had an interview where he was like, uh, so the, the, the difference is, is, like, Courtney Love is fire and Nicole Kidman is ice, which fuck if i know what that means but yeah she was yeah. out for it sure the dude other, the other part of this is that scene originally it was supposed to be marilyn manson singing smells like teen spirit and actually that would recorded, I would hated that actually recorded <laughs> actually recorded and was actually in the final cut of the movie courtney love found out before it premiered and apparently was in like a massive feud with marilyn manson and put up a shit fit like claim that she'll pull the rights will not allow this to be distributed if the Marilyn Manson version uh, stays. So six days before they premiered at Cannes, it, like some un- unknown rock band had to do to cover Smells Like Teen Spirit and they like roughly inserted it in. Can you, I you can tell. that? <laughs> can you imagine if Courtney Love was the reason this movie <laughs> didn't get off the ground? <laughs> 
Can you imagine this movie with Courtney Love? Oh my god. Yeah, if Court if Courtney Love was Satine, it was just just <laughs> the the invention of mumblecore came from oh Courtney god. Love and Moulin Rouge. I just my favorite thing is just imagining Dave Grohl in the theater being like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? The first, the when, fuck? She clap, when she collapses and taken backstage, and she coughs to the rag, and there's blood. Everybody in the theater be like, "Yes, yes, die!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, if Courtney like Courtney, <laughs> I just we appreciate knew it. the fact that they you smells like Teen Spirit but ignored literally any context of the song whatsoever other than just the one lyric, here we are now, entertain us. And they were like, we're using it. Yeah, what? It is also disturbing that it's just a bunch of guys in tuxedos, like, marching in steps singing that as they're running towards, like, these women dancing. What does this mean? As Christina Aguilera is just belting her heart out in the background. (laughs) Like... Here we are now. (laughs) God, man, it's just that whole that whole opening fifteen minutes. They go from like doing absent and like a fairy like comes out of nowhere, which isn't true. That doesn't happen with absence. You just get drunk. Like it's not like you. Why is I thought I I was gonna say I thought that was gonna be a lot with as much time as they spend on him like trying absinthe. I thought that was gonna be a much bigger (laughs) thing in the movie. He becomes nah. an alcoholic, but he only drinks absinthe. <laughs> I was like, this feels very Chekhov's gunny. And then it was just like, that was the only time they ever bring up absinthe. And I'm like, then why bring it up? <laughs> like, Why did you cast Kylie Minogue as basically Tinkerbell for no reason? <laughs> so they could have her do like a striptease as a, yeah, as a green fairy. That's the only why reason. Why is she here? I don't know, man. So yeah, I this movie now, I just looking... It, Watch it with if you're going to watch this movie, I suggest you don't. But if you're going to watch this movie, watch it with people, a group. I know we can't do that now, but like eventually watch it with people. Um, a small group, maybe six. And it's people. better. Yeah. Yeah. Six feet apart and with masks. And um the 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 thing Plexiglass. With, plexiglass. Right. And I just be prepared for my like if you haven't ever seen this movie, just be prepared for a fever dream, man. It is banana land from the very beginning and so yeah that's all i gotta say about that do, y- do y'all want to get into some notes yeah, yeah fuck notes okay oh <laughs> sure <laughs> me and my right. friends hate notes <laughs> okay um <laughs> now the uh okay so we'll start out with this the biggest note um <laughs> Nicole Kidman is a super spreader. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Meaning that has disease. Ever... The levels to that joke. <laughs> there are layers. Layers. <laughs> On top of tuberculosis, she also. No, I mean. Yeah, it's it, it, we, we need to discuss that Christian 100% has tuberculosis now. Oh, yeah. 100%. They made out way too much. That guy is Play. dying. Playing tonsil hockey with a girl that's coughing up blood, like, <laughs> good she lord! Never told him. <laughs> no, or she waited. She waited until like she was dying in his arms to be like, "Hey, by the way, I might be kind of sick." <laughs> <laughs> you should get tested. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, it's 1899, so there's no way to get tested. You're just going to die. My bad. <laughs> You're going to have to move to... It's going to be really shitty for you if you don't move to, like, Arizona. So... Honestly... Um, because of how horrible your death is going to be, it might have been better for you to be shot by that dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you stopped. To be honest, it's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun, man. The uh, Are you serious right now? Oh, sorry. Gotta go fading into the light. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Wait one minute! I see, the, I see the absinthe fairy. She's coming to take <laughs> me to absinthe heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Wait one goddamn minute. You, you had what? Also, Ozzy Osbourne is credited as the fairy. Green. Yeah, yeah. What? There's so there's so many things that happen. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> I do live one time though that that he, she was like he was like where were you last night and she was like I told you I was sick and he was like you don't have to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. Don't be a bitch. All right. <laughs> I told you to tell me the truth. Like, just, like, <laughs> gaslighting her the entire time. I know you were sleeping with the dude. No, seriously, I was coughing blood. Le Chocolat saved me. So what does he expect her to do, the woman who has sex for a living? You know, to do, like, what is she supposed to do for money now? Just, just not have any? Just... They're living off love, uh, baby. It's Bohemian geez. Paris. <laughs> we had an entire portion where we sang Roxanne. She does not have to put on that dress tonight, sir. Um, I, I will say, talking about the Roxanne number, that is the best number out of the entire movie. I legit had like f full body chills. I was like... Okay, they're really popping off in this movie with Roxanne. I don't know why they waited an hour and 45 minutes to do that. It, Roxanne! Yeah. I don't you know who don't that have dude. to put on the red light. <laughs> As brought to you by well, the Cookie Monster. Yeah, I was about to say, like, while I, don't while I don't understand, dude who's only ever eaten packs of cigarettes his entire life saying it. <laughs> I will admit, it's the only time a juxtaposition actually makes sense right. in this movie. The rest of the time, none of the work. But this is, like, finally they nailed it. it I thought he was about to beat the shit out of that woman the first time I watched this movie, by the way. Holy shit, that was aggressive for no reason. <laughs> the woman that almost ruined everything, too, by the way. Let's, like, let's make her the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. But it is funny. He basically is just like, whore, come here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me teach you how to tango. <laughs> um, I, I like that scene, but the, the near rape was like, <laughs> that was like, okay, this is taking a crazy dark turn. I also, okay. Also, just because the Duke is such a weasel of a man, it made it even that much worse. It was like, as he's like trying to sing the song, I'm like, stop, you fucking weirdo. Dude, just hook up with Professor Slughorn. You guys had the most homoerotic scene of this whole movie. We both know it. You're both into that. I, I, I wrote down, I was like, did did they fuck? Yeah, the, that whole, first, the, they chose like a virgin. That's, that is a, between two men, what is happening here? Like, Clearly, they they should be together, and he's also, chasing him like Vincent Price in the in a, in a horror movie. He's like, ew. <laughs> like, he's just what? like 
like literally what gave it away for me that he was a homosexual was the fact that he was flipping his his cape around while he was going around. I said, oh, he has a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it was it wasn't the fact that he was like he was like. Ew, you said like a like a virgin. Like, no, I'm not playing I... in the stereotypes, Royden. Jesus Christ. That that dude <laughs> was the that mm. great mustache though. Fantastic mustache. It's just Vincent Price. Yeah. <laughs> right? I do have a question on a story level. Let's he's he's a duke, so somewhere on the law the line, he's he's royalty. And granted, this is 1900 France, so royalty is it kind of fucking means nothing. But why would, even if he's a lesser noble, why would he put so much fucking effort into owning a prostitute? This is so much work, so much work on his part. Not, not real clear. Because uh, <laughs> like he hasn't, he hasn't even met her. But at the time that he decides that he like must own her, he saw her at the club, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, you know, yeah. Sparkling Diamonds was that mind-blowing in 1899. <laughs> he just had to have also, that Also, apparently that, that necklace that she's wearing is quite real and worth like a million dollars. That's where the $50 million budget came from. <laughs> so here's my theory. I agree that the Duke is a gay man, and he decided. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, I clearly it's 1900, so I have to be a closet gay man. Can't work out for me like mm. this. So what I'm going to do, my beard is going to be the hottest prostitute. And everybody's going to be like, oh, no, this clearly this man is straight. That is why he I, p- goes to all these lengths. I do love the, or I will have my manservant kill him. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're okay. <laughs> I was trying, but it's also like, Duke ma- me of. And huh? it's the Duke from Frozen, the Duke of Weaseltown. Oh, yeah. He looks <laughs> shockingly like him. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of manservant, we spent an inordinate, or inordinate amount of time talking about how huge Ewan McGregor is. Oh, <laughs> three people point out. <laughs> He's got a three huge talent. Three people point that out. <laughs> <laughs> that that innuendo scene actually that was one of the few things that I like like besides like besides like Nicole Kidman rolling around and making orgasm noises like that that's extremely uncomfortable but like besides that the innuendo scene was really funny I actually I, thought it was yeah, really that funny that was hilarious that was like sitcom like classic mm-hmm. comedy it was also the first time that I was like, holy shit, I'm in an acid dream because they do the silhouette of them like climbing on a rope up top and it's like uh, paper or yeah, paper figures. That was a weird choice. That and the moon has a face and sings. Yeah. Did y'all notice that in the background? I, no, I, I like, didn't. That- and the fact that you brought that up now, it just makes me scared. It's like, what yeah. else did I miss in this movie? <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, how did you miss that? It, it's at the end of like their... How, how could I songs about love and then it like it pans up and spends like a solid minute on the moon singing opera? Maybe at that point I was just like on my phone because I was like I need to take a break. <laughs> I need I to need get to I mentally. need to get election <laughs> I need to get election anxiety so I can stop focusing on this movie. <laughs> this is the only movie where you're like, no, I need to enter reality. I can't be a part of this. <laughs> if this is reality, I don't more. want any part of it. 
Yeah, I need a break from whatever this is. Um, so many people in this movie love watching other people have sex. Like they really like, like John Lugazama goes out of his way to like <laughs> be in the closet. Like he just like he just like I want to watch. <laughs> They're just like why is hanging he a dwarf? From- um, he's a bohemian. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that, that's that's the only justification given. <laughs> you they had to meet a quota. Actual, they could have gotten an actual little person. <laughs> but I'm not even saying from like a representation standpoint. Like what? What purpose, what purpose did it serve to make him a dwarf? <laughs> he also wasn't like, even that like dwarf like. He was still kind of tall. But I, he had like normal. It was all, not normal. Well, the problem say, yeah, normal is, person, is like, limbs. But like, he, they, he had small him, king energy. <laughs> they they gave him like regular size clothing. So for like the first thirty minutes, I was like, "Why is John Leguizamo's character only on his knees?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't under. And then like finally, like halfway through, I was like, "Oh, he he doesn't stand up." So clearly, this is he's a dwarf for some <laughs> god knows reason. This is a weird choice by John Lanzama <laughs> to do this from his knees. <laughs> Strange what choice. That, what if that was just coming from him? Like, it was actually not in the script. He's no, like, I have to do actually, this. <laughs> I'm reading the script. My character feels short, so I'm going to play this short. He's going to, like, um, go up and... Ex- he, he thought he was going to go up and accept the Oscar on his knees and be like, this is for all the little people in Hollywood <laughs> that don't get the chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he he was he was he already had it prepared. That he was ready. I literally took a job from <laughs> the um dude. The Duke was uh, besides being a weirdo, but he was an A one cuck. Dude was like inviting them on picnics and everything, and like <laughs> like I have to bring my my rider boyfriend. Like, like I was okay. okay I you, was I was actually gonna how did I was gonna say that explain oh. to him. <laughs> I was actually going to say that go Ewan ahead, McGregor ahead, was Dex. more of the cut. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I have no arguments. I mean, I have no arguments. Yeah. So you kind of got to be uh, yeah. when you're the love of your life is a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say he was, he was uh, more of the cuck uh, and, uh, he was like the only cuck that I've ever seen actually stand up for himself. He was just like, he's like, you know what? No, I don't want you sleeping with him. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? Like, that's what I'm doing. Please, please don't sleep with him. <laughs> hey, bro, I, I, I sleep with a lot of men like all the time. Like that's Yeah, before, dude, before I met you. <laughs> like, gotta say, um, yeah, <laughs> you're not like you're not the first. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? Um, Body count, I, man, high. High. Mm. Uh, the my my favorite thing is that like she must be so good because every single one of those men in top hats in there were creaming their shorts to like throw <laughs> money at this woman that they weren't gonna sleep with <laughs> at the very beginning of this movie. I, I would also do that. Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay. Filming thing for this. And, and Jake, maybe you can talk more about this because you like all of this is filmed. Like anything not in the Moulin Rouge or in the apartment 
is like filmed on a green screen and it's so disorienting <laughs> with like a fake background. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what they were trying to do because uh, I mean, Lerman pulled this story out of his ass from like three different operas as well as like paintings from the Bohemian era, which is very, you know, stacked backgrounds and indiscriminate shadows and things like that. So I know what they're pulling from. And given the technology of O one, I mean, it's it's not fully there. It's not really fully developed. So it, it's coming off to our twenty twenty eyes is is wild. I imagine back in the day in theaters, it, it it was cool, but this was very much like I don't want to say the first because obviously that, that that's bad shit to say it's like the first movie to try to be a theatrical production but it's the first movie that i could think of in the millennium that tried to be this theatrical production by trying to stage everything and, and build the sets as if it were a theater production and that the audience was like actually going to the moulin rouge to watch um what a, what was the stupid thing called? Incredible, incredible, Spec- <laughs> incredible, <Spectacular>. incredible, <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> swell, swell, <laughs> mediocre, mediocre. Spectacular. Also, also terrible name for a <laughs> for a play that takes place in, in India. India? Uh, I do, but I do like that this movie kept the time honored tradition of theaters using white actresses to play people of color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. Um, the my, we got to talk about how this is the worst play ever. By the way, it, it okay, is. because once once we get to the end, this is the worst fucking play of all time. Okay, go ahead. So I mean, I get it. It's supposed to like parallel their actual story or whatever with like the courtesan and the you know the duke and blah blah blah. We're like, who the fuck wants to watch these white people pretend to be Indian, a dude pretend to be a guitar, and, you know, I'm in love with a prostitute, but I can't have her because the rich person wants her. (laughs) Racists. Tony Award winning actor John Leguizamo will be playing the part of the sitar tonight. (laughs) That can only tell the truth. And I only then, tell the, the truth. I only tell the yeah, God. When they actually have the play, so much random shit happens, and they like just keep going with it. They're just like, "Oh shit, that's the sitar player. He's not a different person." Oh my god! And at the end, the crowd just goes fucking. The wild. fact that like none of that shit just the happened. fact that they like Somebody successfully shot. It was all part of it. They were yes anding incredible. <laughs> it it was it was truly an improv scene. It was all right. yeah, no, gun it, and all. It really, it really was. Okay, so I have a I have a question plot wise. Sure. We all do. <laughs> this this musical, this play. What was it for? Because we're presented it. That really, they're just making up as they go along to give an excuse for Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman to hook up without yeah. actually being public about it. So you're telling me some 50-odd people are like, you know what? 
we're going to put on an amazing stage production so these two can bang behind the scenes. Well, they were trying to make a they're trying to make a play like from the very beginning, those weirdos that fell through the ceiling. And um, like they were trying to do that from the very beginning. And they just needed a writer, I guess. Uh, but it just turned out that way. So I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. So their reason in the movie is that they want to make Satine a big star. That's why she's doing the play. But she knows right. she has TB. So that doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> she knows she's going to die tomorrow. but that's the thing too is like she gets sick and then she collapses and then they tell the doctor do not let her know that she's dying like (laughs) keep her in the dark i'm like i would think you would know if you were dying (laughs) like you didn't need a doctor (laughs) to tell you you're about to keel over (laughs) (laughs) uh this is completely normal and not at all weird i don't think i'm dying (laughs) You know how uh, you just you can't breathe because of the corset and you just collapse. <laughs> yeah. Silly costumes. I do like I do like how he was like she mustn't know, and I was like, the show must go on. I was like, or you could know, you know, tell her. You could tell her. I think you could, you could tell her. Like the show must go on. My ass. Like I'm coughing. Does up she just blood. stay in that elephant all the time, like to not know that when you cough up blood, it means you're probably gonna die. Like if no one told her this before, <laughs> she not get the news. It's like when she coughs up, when she coughs up blood, it's like into the handkerchief, which is always an ominous sign. I don't know if you know that coughing up blood in the handkerchief always bad in movies. <laughs> um, it's never like I've never seen never anything like, good. Yeah, it's never like <clears throat> oh cool. Hey, study this. That's new. Oh, my tooth came out. <laughs> yeah, but it's always like, you would think, you would think she'd cough up blood and be like, oh. Like, ew. Uh, it's the same She's trash. She's like, what, everyone like, doesn't do this? <laughs> it's the same trash in zombie movies. The one guy that gets bitten that's like, you know what? I'm probably going to be fine. Like, Guys, uh, it's cool, right? <laughs> I drank an airborne before the zombie outbreak. I'm gonna be okay. Burner at the stake. <laughs> See, but like, okay, we can't even call that unrealistic anymore because there are plenty of people who have COVID symptoms. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely, like, it's totally absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you've seen it. Nicole Kidman wouldn't wear a mask. Absolutely not. In this no, movie, I'm not saying. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, I don't know. Uh, you were just throwing out wild accusations that Nicole Kidman's an anti-masker. <laughs> not like in the movie, not in real life. I have no idea. No, I'm sending I'm sending this episode to Variety, and I'm gonna be like, look at what we said. Good, get us that pub. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I was Keith. gonna say Harold Harold Zidler Harold Zidler is a uh, is a vaccine denier. <laughs> Keith Urban thinks vaccines cause autism. So. Oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> oh no. We don't that we disavow that that. Ooh, uh. Oh, that's that's where we crossed the line. That that was the one. Don't get Not sued the, by Keith Urban. <laughs> when allegedly, didn't we like allegedly? Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. So I've heard through the grapevine. <laughs> Look, if I get canceled, I'm happy to get canceled by a guy that thinks having hair under your lip counts as facial hair dude the <gasps> weirdest thing of all time it was remember at the emmys i think it was a few years ago where um 
uh, <clears throat> one of the the guy that was in little not little fires everywhere but what's the what's the show with all of them big little lies lies. yeah uh big little lies yeah uh scars guard (laughs) when he won the emmy for for that show and got up in front of god television cameras and her husband keith urban and kissed her on the mouth and everyone was like oh and we were like oh (laughs) in that situation keith urban was the duke you don't remember that which no. truly keeps in character with his character from the show. So actually, good acting. Well done. Hold on. I'm going to find this picture. It is shocking. <laughs> Keith uh, Urban was the Duke in that situation. Absolutely. <laughs> so while he's searching. Oh, please fuck my wife. What do you think happens <laughs> the next day? Did everybody in the audience, because clearly everybody in the audience thought the gun was part of it, and everybody in the show <laughs> yes-hand themselves, so does everybody think that Nicole Kidman's character was supposed to die in the show? Look at this picture. Go oh. off. Sco- <laughs> oh, her she's, she's got the hand on the face. Look. <laughs> she's got her hand on the face. This was... This wasn't a surprise kiss. It's like awkwardly clapping. (laughs) I see the tears welling up in his eyes from back here. Uh, He's just like, please, Peter Skarsgård, don't fuck my wife. Alexander, my friend. Alexander. Oh, no, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. It's like a Twitter sports (laughs) meme where they just put pain over it. You can see the pain in his eyes. I'm gonna have to tweet oh this photo God. from the account. Oh. <laughs> what a photo! I mean, Jesus Christ! But okay, oh, she's there. Like, she is going in. On the left. Oh my God! That, oh, Nicole. Goodness. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> she, she accepted this kiss. <laughs> like whoa, wait, dude! Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, go up. Audio, <laughs> clearly a visual medium for our listeners. But like to the left, so so go over two to the right. Click on that one. This one. Wait, this one. No, no, over two to the right. <laughs> that one. Look at her <laughs> face. She she she's is into, into this kiss. She's about it. She, she is. She knows what she's about. I mean, and in that show, didn't they like? Have, I mean, obviously, he was like an abuser in that show or something like that. But didn't they have like wild sex in that show? I mean, it was yes, like yes, ang- they did. It it was angry, rapey sex that was violent. It was insane. <laughs> this just, this is I'm this crying is, at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is giving off huge <laughs> Lady Gaga and Bradley uh, Cooper singing "Shallows" at the Oscars. Energy. Yeah, but even Dude. worse, they kissed in front of her husband of many years. <laughs> Look at she Zoe Kravitz that night. Look at Zoe Kravitz right behind her shoulder. She's even like clapping for it. She knows what's happening. She's for this. Goodness <laughs> gracious! In front of I, I can't believe y'all had never seen that. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, good for I her. I stand though. Nicole Kidman even harder. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna tweet out this photo just so y'all know, just so y'all. Uh, people can see it on. <laughs> I want to, Jake. Can you, if I send that to you, can you edit pain over that? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know what pain is, so you're gonna have to send me that too. But yes, I can. I'll send you just an key- example. Yeah, send him an example Shoot of an the example. pain tweet. Oh my god. <laughs> look, make it look like it's coming from the official Keith Urban Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I yes. I can definitely do that. I, the I um, faked people's many a tweets. No, nah, so that's really. I mean, I guess I I didn't. Uh, moving back to the movie. Oh my god, I got literal tears in my eyes. Um, <laughs> The um, the ending I didn't really enjoy because it's like all of a sudden it was like the, because he comes out he's like I want to pay you for being a whore 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 and he's like and she's like, like actually I do love you yeah and he's like oh really no yeah can I can I have that money back I'm very poor yeah <laughs> I all of it was so unnecessary to me can one of y'all explain to me like. Why she wouldn't just tell him, oh, they're going to kill you. We can't be together. Like, that seems so much. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, she could have saved herself a lot of time and energy and embarrassment if she would have just gone to his house and been like, hey, man, listen, just real quick. They're going to kill you if they see us together. So, like, maybe lay low for a little bit. And then, like, after five days after I fucked the Duke and converted (laughs) him, um, we can just move on we, we can just keep going I, I i don't know what you want from me maybe she knew by that point in time that she was gonna die that night <laughs> she she had that she'd been denying this for that long and then tonight's the night right maybe she was trying to actually be helpful and be like hey we can't be together because also i gave you tuberculosis but you don't know that yet oh yeah no anything else you have about this movie i i just hate the ending and it's just like we love each other and then all of a sudden dead like it just really ends on a for being as like as like fever dreamish and everything it just really ends on a bummer man it's just like right yeah. right my story. story so uh the original script or i don't know how far down the line this script was but originally it was supposed to be that nicole kidman had a kid and then when she died she gave the kid to um you mcgregor to raise and this movie was to take place as him like telling through flashbacks what his mom was like and how they met okay oh my oh, god like french bo- Fr- french bohemian forest gump <laughs> <laughs> weirdly the kid was also going to be played by Haley joe osmond just an exciting casting choice the um <laughs> No, the How I Met Your Mother in France. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> no, force. Yeah. <laughs> Who's buying this book that he wrote? No, nah, I'm Ooh, good. I, mean, I think it's just catharsis. I don't think he's actually publishing it. I think he's just like, I got to get this out. It oh, doesn't, I was going to ask about that. I've only it has seen a, exactly two Bosler Mann movies, The Great Gatsby and this one. So is that just his thing that like the exposition happens through like narrative typewriting? Like, is that what he always does? Is that his move? Well, that's what I the think Great Gatsby is. But like, mm-hmm. this is yeah. weird. I mean, uh, no. I wouldn't necessarily. No, I mean, have, like he 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 does frame stories. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say that. Because I'm like, I've seen a couple of Baz Luhrmann movies, and I think this is this and The Great Gatsby are the only one that I've seen like actual narration. Uh, I don't remember a lot of Australia, but um, 
I, you know, I think that, I don't know. I think that's just a choice that he made for this one, which is, you know, a choice that he decided to make and we should live with that. I mean, right. Go ahead, Jake. He, he also really, he doesn't do a lot. It's, he does a lot of like weird artsy short films and Mm -hmm. stuff. So it it could be something he's interested in, but it doesn't really show up here. I did write down. Go ahead. It was a dumb, no, it was a dumb joke. Just keep going. I was going to say, it. give Boz Lerman, Do a, Star, it. Give Boz Lerman a Star Wars movie. Oh, my you know, God. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, um, actually, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm back in. Hold on. <laughs> let, I was out for two seconds. A, let, him, but actually, let him direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leo okay. DiCaprio's right. in here for some reason. You, you know, he would <laughs> he would fuck it up and he would like hyper focus on like a love story between three PO and R two. And I would watch that. I would pay I would pay <laughs> the premium price for Disney Plus to watch that. <laughs> I would have paid thirty dollars. Disney Plus Disney Plus after dark, Chewbacca and uh... <laughs> I would pay the thirty dollar Mulan money for that movie. <laughs> yes. Love story between Chewbacca and Char Jar Binks. Oh, no way. I know. I don't want that. You're a terrorist. That's what you are. (laughs) That was Um, my own 9 11 that just happened. (laughs) 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 Lisa don't want to sing no no more Baz Luhrmann. I forgot. He tried to sell this as a a trilogy. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, so it's what? not not necessarily a trilogy in the sense of like it's the same story over three different things. It was, it was called the Boslerman Red Curtain trilogy or box set or some bullshit. Uh, but it is it's Moulin Rouge, Romeo and Juliet, in a movie called Strictly Ballroom, which I know nothing about. But it's uh, all, I mean, it, it's all the same shit where it's these big theatrical productions that you're used to you know massive stars on broadway doing but on on film and what that looks like but the um (laughs) i don't know man this i did write down that this movie upsets me that they gave the great gatsby with all the talent that was in that movie to baz lerman eh boo again it's like baz lerman is like (laughs) His mo is all style, no substance. Like, it, like all of his, all of his movies are very pretty to look at most of the time, with maybe the exception of Moulin Rouge, because uh, it was a, just a visual assault of the eyes. Um, but like, it, it, there's just nothing to it, and like, great. Every movie of his has like great music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he the soundtrack. Loves, he for... loves. Oh, great! Gats- yeah, great Gatsby's soundtrack is like beyond. <laughs> He loves Fantastic. shooting like two and a half, two and a half hour long music videos. Like that, he just loves that shit. That's but a very like, good point. there's like, yeah, it's just it, there's no there's no substance to it at all. It's it's fun, but it's just stupid. Can we talk about that? There was definitely one hundred percent at least one to two meetings between Jay Z and Boz Lerman. Wow. I wanna... <laughs> oh yeah. Would you pay? <laughs> would you pay a thousand dollars to sit in that meeting? To sit, do I get to talk? Do I get to be a member, or do I just get to like? Nah, man, I, you just get. You just I'm, have to I'm learn. Not, <laughs> there just have you seen I'm that learning. stupid Twitter shit? Uh-huh. I hate yeah, that. It's like fifty thousand dollars, or go to the Rock Nation brunch. 
<laughs> I hate that shit. Like, of course. <laughs> I am I am purposely trying to spend as little amount of time on Twitter lately as I can. I'm Good. only here for I'm only here for Derek's slightly Italian racist tweets. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real quick though. Good. It's a hellscape. Very important question. Which meeting would you rather sit in on? Mm-hmm. Jay Z and Baz Luhrmann. Oh God. Or Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan and Travis Scott. <laughs> it's lit. I gotta go with Christopher Nolan and Travis. Scott. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to know who told Christopher Nolan about Travis Scott. <laughs> Apparently, Christopher Nolan's kids like routinely make fun of him. Like, at, me, at yeah, home. me too. Like, I don't. <laughs> but like, will routinely like make fun of him like every day and like make fun of his obsession with time and like how grandiose his movies are. So I, I want to believe in my heart, even though that Christopher Nolan wears full out suits to set every day like a psycho. I, I full out want to believe in my heart that he has some sense of humor and some self-awareness. Whereas I think Boslerman truly thinks like he is an Artur and that he was well outside his time and he belongs on, you know, in 1920s America writing the great masterpiece. I love, I love the fact that just somewhere out there in England or California, wherever they live, uh, Christopher Nolan's kids are calling him big fucking nerd. <laughs> They said, "Oh, Dad, what is this? Is this a time, Dad?" <laughs> they're throwing, they're throwing food at him while chanting temporal pincer movement. <laughs> Still don't. I've watched so many fucking YouTube videos on you trying on, to bend space and time again, nerd. <laughs> Go make a movie about it. Why are you calling? Hey, Dad, the is fucking- the fu- is the fire cold, Dad? Is the fire cold? Because it's in reverse time. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> he do makes masterpieces of cinema, and his kids are just like still. Still, his kids are like. You still gonna try to convince people that Maggie Gyllenhaal's pretty, Dad? Oh no! Okay, how dare you? Mur. How dare I, you? No, no, that yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. That's a bad take. No, it's not how a bad take. Dare. That get that gets shout out on Twitter. That. Remember Dex and I? We did that. We did that episode where she got flamed just one night on Twitter. It was just like she got fucking roasted out of nowhere. It was just like, can we all pretend? Because I mean, Dark Knight is on is on all the time on TNT, and somebody yeah. just tweeted, and it went semi-viral. It was just like, can we all pretend that Maggie Gyllenhaal? Is tough to or something like tough to look at, <laughs> not tough to look at. In yeah. a, in, a, in in the dark night, and we're all supposed to think that the billionaire owner is like going at billionaire owner of a town is like going after her. And Your boy, everyone, he- everyone to a man was like, mm, kind of. <laughs> Your boy Peter Skarsgård disagrees. I mean. Ooh. She she's she's great actress and I I just I I'm not for calling like people ugly and stuff but that night on Twitter was like she was catching ricochet <laughs> shots just out of strays out of nowhere. Um, okay, we're off we're off tracks. Uh, so we're gonna do anything else we got to say about this stupid movie? Uh, yeah, it's it is hard to nitpick this movie. Because as Derek was saying, there's fucking no substance here. 
like you're forced to nitpick like the props and the cinematography because if you go to the story it's like hey this poet which i had no fucking idea was a poet i thought he was just a regular ass writer i think it was a dude that just graduated from like harvard and it was like yeah no i write novels i i spent a year in paris so like yeah it's it's a different culture um that's who i fucking thought he was and he falls in love with a prostitute and she dies like that is that is the movie so it is impossible to tear this apart on a story level because there is no story when he comes back to uh when he comes back home he's just oh so my time in francais yeah <laughs> oh my god shut up <laughs> you know when Real we were in france we just him. used to drink wine at noon Actually, I didn't visit Paris that often. I lived outside of Paris. Oh, God. Shut up. This yeah, how do we I have all to, know I to, the same I, people who went abroad? <laughs> I said, oh, can I get a baguette? Actually, we didn't eat a lot of baguettes in France. Yeah, I did. That's, uh, it's that's, just, that's I a, smoked a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> that's actually an offensive stereotype. They don't wear berets, so... <laughs> I actually hate Emily in Paris. It's just, it's just it's just full of a lot of stereotypes. Uh, the, no, the Eiffel women Tower up there don't a- don't smell bad. That is offensive. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is actually not that incredible. You know what's incredible? Oh my god, the people. <laughs> oh god, shut the, up. The experiences <laughs> are what I went for. It's literally like a New Yorker talking about Times Square. It's yeah. like, actually, Times Square actually really sucks. The Eiffel Tower yeah. sucks so bad. Times Square does kind of stink. It does. Oh no, it's, yeah, it's I awful. was about to say it does kind of stink. You just no, no, this is not me. Like this is not me oh, caving right, for, right. for Times Square. Like, oh look, I'm a not a Times Square stand. A dirty Elmo. Cool. <laughs> Times Square is just living inside of a Macy's catalog, but no. <laughs> One hundred percent that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian. Oh boy, Christian. I don't. I experienced I the... love for the first time. <laughs> I went to love the Louvre is... and like the Mona Lisa. Like it's not even that impressive. No, it's if you just like turn around, you could see some of the best art. But everybody just focuses on the Mona Lisa. <laughs> God. Hey, I... who painted? Who painted the Mona Lisa? Da Vinci. Da Vinci? <laughs> I I truly don't understand that TikTok, but I absolutely love it. <laughs> I just think they're idiots, and they just actually thought Da Vinci was pronounced Da Vinci. I I that's what I hope in my hard hearts. That's that's what I <laughs> I believe. All right, that is we, what rocks me to sleep every night. We are drafting. Yeah. Um, we are drafting best movie musicals. I don't think we've done this. Uh, Did we do this for we, La La Land? No, we weren't drafting then. Okay. Um, give us an order. Somebody give us an order. Give me two seconds. I always got to find it. Real quick, we did get one question about this movie. So let's oh, go for it. Yeah. While Jake makes an order. Favorite song? Lightning Round. Derek. Yeah. What? Favorite song from this movie? Oh, favorite song? Roxanne. Jake. I... <laughs> Lightning first, round. <laughs> I first have to ask, is there any original music in this? Or is it all covers interdispersed like a bad DJ? Thought it was come what May was. Okay. I I, I truly... I, uh, 
I see. I really? didn't even like the Roxanne part. I, I yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> Hard pass. I, I like, Hard I pass. like come up May, but you know, y'all are gonna hate me. I do like the mat- matchup at the very beginning of the Can Can and smells like Teen Spirit and stuff like that. I actually do like that. I don't know why. Yeah, I like that too. I think if they no, so- go with Roxanne. I think if they just stuck with Smells Like Teen Spirit instead of just shoving it with Lady Marmalade, it would have been really good. Because like it has that chaotic enough energy and there's so much happening mm-hmm. that you're like, this this fits because it's a chaotic sort of song. But the fact that there's like six different songs shoved into it. Um, list like is, a Super Mash Bros, if you remember that reference from like 2000 oh. and, uh, 2010. So shout out to my wife. She was super into uh, mashups, and she used to send me CDs of mashups. Um, oh. Yeah. That's oh, a, can uh, I read Mallory's tweet? <laughs> yeah. Let me read Mallory's tweet before we do the draft. This is the funniest description of this movie, and way funnier than anything that we've said tonight, because it just makes so much sense. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now Halloween, but it's Mallory can't even. Uh, Jake's wife, go follow her. Um, the experience of watching Moulin Rouge is like falling down the stairs at a cheesecake factory after doing a bunch of coke. But wow, does come what may still deliver after all these years. And it truly does because it looks like a cheesecake factory. <laughs> the set truly does look like, like the second I saw that tweet, I was like, oh my God. Moulin Rouge is a cheesecake factory. That's a great description. Just doing a bunch of coke at a cheesecake factory. <laughs> Big ass menus. Anyway, Uh, Um, the order Harry Potter and the Order of the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shout out Professor Slughorn who was trying his best. Um, the order is Derek, me, Dex, Royden. So Derek, Jake, Dex, Royden. All right, top four movie musicals. Uh, Did I tell you that we were drafting this, Derek? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. All right, go ahead. All right, my first one uh, is Chicago. Ooh. Ah, great pick. That's because a great pick. It, it, it is one of the best movie musicals I've seen in a very long time, and probably, like, since I've seen it. It's like, this is like, this is what I think Boz Lerman wanted this movie to be like. Absolutely. Yes, like, absolutely. He's like, it, he wanted it to have like because it's like even Chicago has kind of like a manic energy to it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like it it's just, it's so cool the song like there's like three or four iconic songs in Chicago that like are just top tier uh, show tunes, and uh, the story is really good. Everyone in the movie is good. Like it's it's just a it's just a fucking good movie. I love Chicago. Yeah. The the, the go ahead, Jake. I was going to say the Roxanne part in Moulin Rouge reminded me of like a poor man's like a high school stage production of the Cell Block Tango. I was just yeah. about to say the Cell yeah. Block Tango is elite. Mm-hmm. I was delighted also, by that movie. I hadn't watched it until like a couple of years ago. Caitlin and I just were like, you want to watch it? And I somehow I just had never seen it. I love that movie. That movie is really good. That is a movie that is perfectly That is a movie that is perfectly cast. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, There's not I a saw single sh- person that that misses. When I uh, when I graduated high school, me and my mom and my sister went to New York, and one of the shows we saw on Broadway was Chicago when it was still running. Ooh! And it was just like it was so much fun, but it was so different from the movie, and so it was just kind of like jarring to see because it's like I was so used to the movie, and then seeing it on stage, I was like, 
oh, this is different. Like, where, where's all the cool 1920s costumes? Why are all these men in mesh? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, John C. Riley going at it. He's very really secretly talented, but everybody oh. knows him as the stepbrothers guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like everybody knows him as Will Ferrell's punching bag, but like John C. Riley is hella talented. His whole Mr. Cellophane, oh, chef's kiss. All right, next. Um, you know what? I think I could take that later. I think I can like sneak that past you guys. So I'm going to open with Rent. Ooh. Because I, it's not, it's it's not a great movie. I will I will I will give it that. But I I like it is one of the movies that I I fucking love the music from. It is the I, musical. Yeah, it is one of the mm-hmm. movies where I like the movie music over the actual Broadway production music. And I think it's a movie that that actually could do what the original vision of Rent was as opposed to what was accomplished on stage. Like, I think they, they actually handled a lot more of the imagery and, like, showing the being desolate and stupid poor in New York looked like. My favorite version of Rent is uh, the one from Team America World Police, where they <laughs> say everyone has AIDS. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Everyone has AIDS. My favorite Sorry. thing about that movie is that Tay Diggs is in it, but I am actually supposed to hate his character so that it works for me because I despise Tay Diggs, as we all know. <laughs> you have that weird Tay Diggs thing that I've never understand. Other Fuck than Tay like Diggs, you just man. didn't like him in, e- <laughs> in Equilibrium. <laughs> That's exactly why I hate Tay Diggs. What a bitch. Why you let him take you out like that? I can't unsee like him as that person. He was also a dick and set it up, which was a delightful movie. But yeah, I'll like wake up in the middle of the night just like chanting La Vivo M to myself like sometimes. It just happens. <laughs> All right, Dex, uh, pick. This one's going to be very on brand for me. It's Hairspray. <laughs> I love that movie. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. That's sure. pretty on brand. Yeah, yeah. Well, the music is really good. Zach Efron did his thing. What's her name? Nikki Blonsky, I think. Is that her? Nikki Blonsky from thing. the movie Hairspray. Yeah, is that her? Yes. She, <laughs> okay, cool. She, that, was low, a, there, that was low there, key a really good joke. That was well played. Yeah. There's a she so she does cameos and every cameo starts out with, Hey guys, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Oh. <laughs> like that's her oh. only that is her only credit. And so it's just mm-hmm. turned into a meme. John Travolta Very drag, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Going all out. I just feel I just feel like he's constantly in drag. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Travolta. John Travolta is a drag queen. John Travolta's never been a real person. Um, no, 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 no. Amanda Bynes in her last thing, like before she yeah. went crazy. Oh yeah. Talk I was gonna to mention that. Uh, all right, my first pick is Camp Rock. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought Sharp, you were serious. Movie, I was like, the movie's great. Uh, I'm gonna go with Singing in the Rain. Fuck you. Okay. Classic. Oh. I oh. mean, you 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 had to. That is a first round. Yeah. I thought I could. I thought I could sneak that in later. Nah, singing in the rain. Like I was introduced to that in college and in, in like film studies because mm-hmm. you go to watch it. But it was one of those ones where it was like, oh, this is actually very very good. <laughs> like, it, 
plot makes no sense. It's basically like the plot of the artist, like literally. Um, and which I don't know how the artist got away with ripping that off. But uh, <laughs> no, it, Gene Kelly doing the most. Mm-hmm. Wrote and directed and starred in this movie. And it's just incredible how much that people that smoke six packs of cigarettes a day, uh, their stamina, how much they could um, tap dance and everything and sing. The guy that does the make him laugh um, bit made himself sick because he did it so yeah. many times. Uh, uh, Low-key Gene Kelly, uh, I think a dick. So, but like made a great musical classic. I believe it's... Donald something, Donald, Donald, Donald. Uh, Donald O'Connor and Debbie Donald Reynolds. Donald O'Connor, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, which, did Debbie Reynolds just pass away? Oh, she mm-hmm. passed away a while ago, like in 2016. Oh. But, um, yeah, so if you haven't ever, like, I know people, we don't, like, venture into old uh, territory very often. But if you haven't watched it, go give it. I think it's on HBO Max uh, on the it T- is. Turner Classic Movies channel. It is one of those movies that you, for some reason, know every song from because mm-hmm. it is stolen and it is ripped off and it is revamped and everything, commercials, movies, everywhere. Like, you, for some reason, know everything about Singing in the Rain without knowing a single thing. Absolutely. And it didn't get its appreciation until, like, later after. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a big hit, which is kind of interesting. But now it's, like, regarded as one of the best movies of all time. Anyway, uh, second pick. I'm going to go with, um, what can I take? I Since this is an A plus for me, I got to go with La La Land. Sure. Mm, okay. It had to go. Which it is, go. which is basically singing in the rain <laughs> in LA. Um, which do you like jazz? Do you like jazz? Do you like jazz? Uh, <laughs> you like Huey Lewis in the news? I'm now imagining just redoing American Psycho, but it's actually <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Emma Stone about to have a kid, or maybe just what? A kid. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. She. Oh no. She she got married under the wire. Like people are not under the wire, but. Uh, just in the nick of she time had a ti- <laughs> she had a time limit <laughs> she uh uh she married some dude i forgot who he was he's an snl writer but i don't actually know if she's pregnant but a lot of people were reporting it shortly after the wedding hmm. uh all right dex shout out to all the quarantines of the future quarantines um. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna go with Something I feel like y'all would take. So I just have to take it now. Mamma Mia. That movie fucking Not on my radar. Mm, no. It's very... Which one? Because apparently the <laughs> second one was delightful too and I hadn't seen it. It was, but I'm going with the first one. It's very vapid and stupid and silly, but like that's what I'm here for with all of my musicals. So <laughs> I, I love it. I care and not for the music of ABBA. I mean... <laughs> I didn't really either until I saw Mamma Mia, so that's fine. I can't blame you for that take. You don't uh, like ABBA? It's not that I don't like ABBA. Like, I mean, I there are ABBA songs I do like, but they're not they're not somebody I actively seek out. Give me, give me, give me a man at the mid. Sorry. <laughs> uh, some of those songs are like 
I cannot, I still to this day cannot believe that like somebody was like, we're going to take the music of ABBA and make a musical. And everyone in the world was like, yeah, we'll see that for 45 years. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I was going to say when we were talking about Moulin Rouge, I was like, I was going to make the comment of like, oh yeah, I really don't like jukebox musicals, jukebox mm-hmm. musicals. But then I'm like, oh yeah, I like Mamma Mia. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't say that. It's I I I thought I was gonna hate hate it, um, and then I watched it and I was like, it's fine, it's it's whatever, it's really good. My mom All and right. I watched that for the first time together like a couple years ago, I guess, like right before the second one came out, and we were both like, this shit is delightful, like this is just nice. This is a good time, right? Uh, Pierce, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan trying his best in that movie. He sucks at singing. He's almost as bad as uh, as uh, Russell Crowe and Les, Les Mis. But like, ugh. anyway, Derek. Well, funnily enough that you brought up Russell Crowe and Les Mis oh, because no. my next pick is Les Mis. I hated um, that movie. That movie sucked. Did you really? I hated that, man. Dex and I, I think, despised that movie. Okay. Well, we reviewed it, and it started out with Roy admitting he didn't finish it. Yeah. (gasps) You don't like seeing French people be miserable for two and a half hours? I like doing that. That was what Moulin Rouge Rouge was. I don't. (laughs) That's true. Anne Hathaway was the best part of that movie, and I get it, it's in the character, but they killed her in the first 15 minutes. Like in right, that right. And after that, I was like, fuck this, whatever. I I remember going to see Les Mis the day after Christmas when it came out in the theaters with all of my little theater friends. Of course. And yeah, duh. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna go with my church friends. Like, let's go see Les Mis. Uh but like we all went and watched it, and I sat there during that movie, and I wept. <laughs> <laughs> little little 16-year-old me wept during that movie, and I had a transformative experience watching Les Mis, and I was like, I want to be in Les Mis so bad. I get it. I get why people like it and what the music. I just, it was so boring, man. It was it so is, long. I was going to say, like, is, if I had seen it in the theaters, yeah. I might like it. But watching it for this podcast, it felt like homework. Like It was so fucking oh, yeah. long. It is. I mean, they definitely did not do it. Just, it is definitely one of those that if you could see it live as an actual theatrical production, it works really well. It does not translate to screen at all. But, I mean, with the exception of Russell Crowe, because we all know he sucks. He was bad. He was, he was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like there were a lot of good performances in it. I know, you know, Eddie Redmayne's in a little bit of hot water right now, but I would be remiss to say that he what? wasn't good in this movie. What did yeah, he, what he, he do? Uh, oh, what he um oh, he's still working on the Fantastic Beast movies after he like came out and spoke up against J.K. Rowling being transphobic. Um. And then, like, basically, I think, kind of went back on what he said in, like, a recent interview. And so now everyone's like, well, fuck you, Eddie Redmayne. Like, you played the Danish girl, now you're just going to throw trans people under the bus. Yeah. But, like... Got that Oscar nomination uh, off of that. Oh, I think he won. 
Not for the Danish. Group. Oh he no, he won for, for um, he won for Stephen Hawking. Theory of Everything. Yeah. Um, but he was good in that movie. I mean, like you said, Anne Hathaway was the best part of that movie. Even you know, up against Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. like she, like I think I think Les Mis is the movie that kind of redeemed Anne Hathaway's reputation with people, because she kind of had the reputation of like being di- like being a difficult person, and like everyone kind of was just annoyed with Anne Hathaway, like and then. Mm-hmm. Les Mis came out and everyone was like, wait, actually she's an incredible actress and we need to give her more credit. I don't know. I that Oscar like, does a I, lot for her legacy, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she is in a bad way right now with the movie she's <laughs> picking. Listen, she Stinkers, needed a check with the witches. Derek. She needed, she needed Stinkers, a check with the witches. Derek. Was she, uh, wasn't she also in the intern with Robert De Niro? Yeah. A movie where, where he, it, slowly implied they may end up together but they didn't like there was way too much sexual tension between them <laughs> she was also Especially in the when... movie with matthew mcconaughey where uh the boy oh, yeah. a simulator to fuck her fuck his mom um <laughs> serenity mallory yeah. and i saw that in theaters we thought it was going to be a whole different movie it was not <laughs> thing is kills his stepdad and invents a computer simulator to have sex with his mom I think none of that's that like movie. Went, I think she went on Instagram to like defend that movie. Like, yeah, they oh. both she and McConaughey like f- they didn't defend the script because they thought it was a great script. They defended its poor showing because they blamed the distribution company because they got like right. no press or anything. They're like, it's a failure because the distribution company didn't do their job. And it's like, no, 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 it's a failure because none of this fucking movie makes any sense. They played that trailer in theaters for a year. <laughs> I, I honestly, it, 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 it really did actually get it. like it was supposed to have slated for like a uh, teaser during like the Super Bowl. Like it was supposed to have like the whole thing because it's two powerhouses and like a thriller movie. But it, it really like it, it, apparently they burned through the money and it didn't show in key markets like New York and L.A. Hmm. Oh. Ugh, God. Anyway, Les Mis. Um, also, I like you skipped d- me, you son of a bitch. <gasps> wait, how do... Wait. It's, yeah, it's Derek me. Yeah, you fucked up. You got lost in your own snake. Wait, it was me. Uh, going back up, it's me, Dex. Jake, you, Derek, Derek. Jake, Jake. Derek. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. And then Hope Derek, you, you can pick another Les turn. I was. Uh, but I was going to take the... Uh, live version with uh, Nick Jonas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> were you really? I'm sorry, man. I fucked. No, that no, up. I, I, I truly wasn't. I just, I, I think about that. <laughs> I think about that live performance so much because it is like these powerhouses of musical theater, like giving it their all. And then there's Nick Jonas who cannot <laughs> compete. And then there's they're, obvious stunt cast Nick Jonas. They're they are all out there playing World Series MLB level, and then Nick Jonas comes out with the t-ball bat. It's it is funny. Um, no, I'm I'm shooting from the hip. I'm playing from the heart tonight. Because um, I don't think anybody can win this game. Uh, I am taking uh, Willy Wonka, but the Gene. Um, can't think of his last name. Wilder. Thank you. I was going to say Hackman. Version. That would have been a different movie. <laughs> the Gene Hackman <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> well, well, Y'all want some candy, kids? <laughs> well, Gene Simmons was stuck in my head because apparently they got him illegal. 
apparently they are um Gene Simmons is kiss, right? Right? Yes. Yeah, uh, they got an illegal battle with Moulin Rouge because apparently they didn't fully give uh rights to um one of their songs. But anyway. Uh yeah, I I fucking love that movie. It is a movie I will watch all the time. If I am having a shitty day, um, I will play pure imagination and it immediately makes me so happy mm-hmm. like it is one of the most beautiful songs i could think of um one of the scariest things in a non-horror movie ever is it raining is it pouring yeah that yeah. that whole the, boat the, scene the, the boat sequence is horrifying still oh yeah i mean people people are still debating to this day if that movie is actually about like the seven layers of hell <laughs> okay it is. I don't think it's that deep, but oh yeah, no. Maybe Ronald I'm just Dahl. maybe I'm just Ronald Dahl maybe I'm not just mean tired. It be that deep, but maybe I'm just tired. But like the idea of that movie being about the seven layers of hell literally sh- sent like a shiver down my spine. <laughs> like I was like, that's some deep ass shit. Like, I was well, like hold on, I need a second. <laughs> well, all the all the kids die or you know whatever happens to them through various means of uh, deadly sins, right? Gluttony, greed, what have you. Um, so like there 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 is some footing there in that, um, the 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 factory floor that they first enter where all the candy and everything's edible is like heaven, but then they travel and whatnot. Uh, and Willy Wonka, uh, yeah. Willy Wonka is their Virgil, but <laughs> quite literally. But yeah, that that is a movie that I, I grew up watching. I absolutely love. Cheer up, Charlie is beautiful. Love it all. Uh, all right, Derek, we'll go you for one, back down to Jake. Okay. Uh, uh, no, jump to, wait, to wait. save to save the snake, uh, Derek, and then jump over me to Dex, and then we'll be back up. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Somewhere on there. Cool. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just here <laughs> for a good time. Um, my <laughs> don't third pick me with a good is, time. No, I would never. My third pick is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Demon Oof. Barber of Fleet Street. Uh, <laughs> just Fleet. Uh, <laughs> I I love Tim Burton. Like I said, I never got to have a proper emo phase growing up, but mm-hmm. I still was just like, like I didn't watch Nightmare Before Christmas probably until I was like 18 years old. And I was like, yes, Tim Burton is a masterpiece. Like, this, he's a god. <laughs> like, he is a masterpiece. <laughs> he is. Like, just his his structure, his build. Uh, but um, <laughs> but um, I just think, Hell- I mean, you can't go wrong with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. You cannot go wrong. They're mm-hmm. like, they were meant for each other. And the songs are good. Like, I also just like Stephen Sondheim musicals. And so it's like the music is great, the songs are great. I love the atmosphere of it all. Sasha Baron Cohen is actually really good in that movie, and it to like shave I face. <laughs> I have to, to remind myself the beard. that <laughs> the <Sorry>. beard <laughs> the beard is very nice. Um, <laughs> Wait, uh, hold I have on. To remi- I have to- oh, go ahead. I'm catching on to Derek's draft strategy. Movies that feature Sasha Baron Cohen as a side character. Yes. <laughs> he was in Lay Miss yes, too. Absolutely. Yeah, my my fourth favorite movie musical is in fact Borat too. <laughs> uh, Surprisingly good. Uh, Surprisingly yeah. good. I haven't seen it yet. I it's it's on my list of things to watch. Um, but I have to remind myself that Sasha Baron Cohen is actually a really good actor. <laughs> so yeah. It's just like, 
Um, I don't know. I just really like it. And it was one of those movies that I like, I watched and immediately clung on to because there was like something about it that was like, oh man, this is, <laughs> this is magical. I love seeing people getting their throats slit because a, a man was mad that he got his, his girl taken from him. R.I.P. Alan Rickman in that movie also. Um, and in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is Both. the movie that made me aware of the theater kids mentality because that came out when I was <laughs> a junior in high school. Maybe a late sophomore. But mm-hmm. like I remember there was such a huge fever with like the art kids to like go to the midnight showing and they all wore the t-shirts and like some kids actually came dressed to school as like it was a whole thing and i was like they brought straight has- razors to school and like got <laughs> sent got sent home because they were people were threats no 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 <laughs> people were eating sausage <laughs> sausage links for no reason it was a weird but yeah that's sausage like I, pie isn't that what they oh do they get they make like pies, they, yeah they make meat pies um but yeah like i did I did see it in high school, I think. Like, I think I watched it at a friend's house, but that is a movie that has not stuck with me at all. Derek, I it. It. it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. Good time <laughs> meaning like it's a batshit movie, but like batshit musical too. But like. Isn't uh, it mostly like black, white, and red? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of yeah, weird yeah. filters and everything else, but to, it's. It's it's pretty good and like Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter like really go for it and he can sing a little bit too, which is kind of surprising. He's not the best, but he's not terrible. No. Sasha Baron Cohen's very good again. He plays guitar in some band. Um, no, so we need to go back down to Jake because we will you'll have you won't have by the time we go back up you'll only have three picks. Oh, that's right. Um, All right, I, I feel like I had to take a an actual older pick, even though Charlie the Chocolate Factory, Charlie the Chocolate Factory came out in the seventies. Uh, I will take. I'm gonna, I'll, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna take something that is near and dear to my heart. It is a movie that I could probably take in the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. It is a movie none of you have seen, and it is the Beatles movie Help. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sure that it is exists. a movie. Yeah. No, that's does. a thing that that yeah, that's a thing that people have seen. It is. So fun fact, the Beatles made four films, three films. I've seen um Hard Days Night, Yellow Submarine. I've seen Hard Hell. Days Night, yeah. Yeah. Hard Days Night is the most popular one. It it was like it it preceded them coming to the US, so like not only were they huge uh music stars but they were also like movie stars and it was a bit campy it was a bit silly it was just like a day in the life of the beatles and like they shit on ringo it's a great time but help is like they try to make a bond film and everybody on set is high as shit (laughs) so none of it none of it makes sense john lennon is actually super funny and like they play off each other really well but you're also starting to see the point of like where they're all trying to do their own things and they're slowly getting into like indian culture so they're all starting to hate each other just a little bit it is (laughs) noted noted comedian john lennon (laughs) he's actually he he's really really funny but it's on like hulu i think i think all of like apple records movies are on hulu right now or at least most of them seriously watch it it's it's actually a really, really fun time. Like the story makes no sense. It's just a shitty Bond film. Um, 
Ringo ends up with like a diamond or something and like a mad scientist trying to take it back. But then they shittily insert famous Beatles songs. And so like it becomes part music video. It's a really fun time. I, it is one of those movies that if I'm having like a horrible day and I piss and I want to end the world, I'll watch that. I'll be like, okay, I'm okay again. <laughs> want to end the world? Help. <laughs> By the yeah. Beatles. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dex? So, yeah, I'm going to take one that's near and dear to my heart, even though I'm absolutely positive none of you would take this movie in a million years. But the Disney Channel original movie, Teen Beach movie, it fucking bangs. I love that movie so much. It's like, it's a ripoff of like West Side Story. They literally make references to West Side Story in the movie, but it's like this like very meta, self-aware musical situation, and it just it just speaks to me. And the song is just so fucking good. I love that movie so much, and the sequel. Like it, it's just so fucking good. Everyone should watch it. It's on Disney Plus. You you're not doing anything else with your lives. Watch Teen Beach movie. Sorry, I have to watch The Queen's Gambit, apparently. I don't have time for Teen Beach movie. Gotta <laughs> we watch gotta talk about it's also on my list. Bobby Fisher. Wait, do we have uh, to watch The Queen's Gambit? No, we don't have to. <laughs> oh, okay, I was, well, I was like, is that like, re- is that like required viewing now? Is it, uh, is well, it like apparently, on the up and up? Apparently, according to everyone else. But um, Teen Beach movie. <laughs> it is so good. It's like... So basically, it's based in Hawaii or whatever. There's this high school kid who's like obsessed with this old movie, Wet Side Story. Ugh, no. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) It's West Side Story, except it's about surfers and bikers. And so (laughs) him and his girlfriend get like teleported back in time into the setting of the movie and have to get out of it. And it's a musical that's like very like self-aware and hates musicals but watch it it makes much more sense and it's actually pretty good especially for a decom i just really like that movie and i watch it all the time like i it's just so good is it less racist than west side story <laughs> yes when you're a jet you're a jet for your first they have white people black- play puerto ricans no, <laughs> they don't make any reference to race whatsoever, but there are multiple black people who speak, so. <laughs> oh, to step up for the any, movie uh, that we just watched. <laughs> are any of their names shock a lot? <laughs> no, there is, like, this one dumb blonde who, like, doesn't say much of anything. She just, like, literally just shakes her hip all the time, and her name is Giggles. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, not Sure, teen, teen beach movie, sure. Um, <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> We're gonna. I, I'm gonna go with uh, since you said since we said it was available. Uh, I'm gonna go with Moana. Yeah, it's a great pick. I love Moana. Yeah. I mean, and not for nothing, The Rock can't sing, but "Your Welcome" is an incredible tune. It bangs. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, Jermaine's song when he's the crab. So good. Oh yeah, Jermaine Clement. Shiny is an underrated bop, and I'm tired of people shitting on me for liking it. It it's my favorite song of the entire movie. Um, <laughs> it's it's so good. How far I'll how far I'll go is what y'all want um into the unknown to be. <gasps> I will say that. Sure. Can I give you a hot take? 
Sure. Both Frozen and Tangled are better than Moana. Shut Frozen your is mouth, dude. That's a terrible take. That is a terrible take. Tangled is good. Tangled's fantastic. Okay. Tangled's good. Okay. But it's not better than Moana. Okay, but with the power of Frozen and it Tangled isn't. combined, it is absolutely better than Moana. You can't just shove two movies together and be like, it's clearly better. I mean, they're the same universe. Yeah, you can. Because they're both better individually. No, they are okay. not. Okay, Moana fine. is the most overrated <laughs> Disney movie in like 15 years. Oh, my God. I got to leave this call. <laughs> All right, fine. We're going to play this Whoa. game. I'm going to put The Godfather and Moana together. Bam. The greatest <laughs> movie. <laughs> That'd be a wild movie. I'd watch just, it. <laughs> Terminator 2 and Moana are better than... You have to make... return the heart of Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow, Dex. I hate this You're, He's right, though. He is Dude. right. No, he's not. Moana's no, not you ugly. cannot tell me that the cultural icon that is frozen... Frozen's overrated, man. Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh too many, God, too I'm many wine moms took their kids. I am mid-day. sick of film Twitter <laughs> trying to shit on good opinions. <laughs> yeah, too many wine moms. That movie only made a billion dollars. That movie only made a billion dollars because wine moms wanted to get out of the house and took their kids out of school to go see it multiple times a day. See, only it made a billion dollars. It made a billion merchandising because it's fucking delightful. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. The movie made a billion dollars because Josh Gad needed to buy a house. <laughs> the uh, podcast I listen to, movie podcast, Lights Camera uh, podcast, has a uh, Josh Gad uh, Olaf impersonation that uh, all <laughs> just horny Olaf, and oh. it just it's it's it is what you think it is. <laughs> Take your final pick, you psycho. Um, well, you're not a psycho. The other guys are psychos. Uh, ooh. Do I... Man, do I take, like, an older one? Okay, first of all, just before we wrap up and go, uh, on Google it says Bohemian Rhapsody is a musical. Fuck that movie, always and forever. Um... Mm-hmm. Had to get that off my chest. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to pick A Star is Born. Sure. Why not? Because that movie yeah, is also an A plus to me, regardless. Count. Yeah, regardless of what um, uh, what people like to say uh, about that movie, Jake, um, that movie is an A plus to me. So By the end of that episode, I had like most of the podcasts on my side. False. <laughs> I had Teej on my side. He, I had Teej on my side, and that counts for two people. A star is you had is neither a of the people who of are cinema. here now. Right, defend yourself. Um, all right, Dex. Just take um, Frozen. Defend it. I mean, Fight I, I am. I am going to take a Disney movie. I don't. Mm, yeah, fuck it. I'll take Frozen. Let's do it. I, I fucking love that Gross. movie. Jake just bullied me into it, but I'm here. I, like I said, I don't feel like I bullied you into it. <laughs> you chose it long before. I was I was gonna pick another Disney movie, but no, nah, we're going with Frozen because that movie fucking bangs. The soundtrack bangs. Everyone knows he was it. Go- why it was popular. He was gonna <laughs> go with Twitches too, but now he's gonna go with Frozen. 
I was actually going to go with High School Musical 3, the best one. I'm lying. Uh, uh, High School Musical 2 is the best one. Um, but anyway, the soundtrack to the Frozen Banks. That's why you heard it everywhere, because it's good and everyone likes it. And not liking it doesn't make you cool. Soror- uh, n- sorority Girls co-opted it. I actually only know Let It Go. I don't know any other Frozen songs. Do you want to build a exactly. snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? Let it go. People are better than reindeer. Uh, or no, reindeer are better than people. People are better than reindeer. You should kill them all. <laughs> he, he's a bit of a fixer-upper. Um, oh, oh uh, for the first time in forever, uh, love is an open door. Jacob. I will say love it as, a, as an open door is a great song. I got none of these. Um, love is an open door. In summer. Well, <laughs> the closest connection to Frozen I have is the Frozen level in the Kingdom Hearts 3 video game. <laughs> Which Another. is the worst. It's the worst world. It's the worst world. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's the biggest cash grab. It, it, I think they do like the entirety of Let It Go as a cutscene. Oh yeah, and then Sora, Donald, yeah, yeah, and Goofy yeah. are like copy and paste it in there, and they're like, "Oh wow, Sora, look, she has magic." <laughs> <laughs> and then they did anyway. Like, really awkward once upon a time like sequence with uh, <laughs> Elsa in that whack ass TV show I was forced to watch. I'm not bitter with my ex girlfriend for making me watch that show. <laughs> Frozen two's not good though, sorry. Frozen You're two wrong Frozen again. is is fine. Frozen two's not good. You're wrong again. I'll be wrong in my I'll be wrong in my wrongness, but that movie is not good. <laughs> um Jake, final pick. All right. I'm okay if this gets rejected, and I'm I'm totally fine with being called out and told I'm wrong, because I don't know if this fully fits the definition of a movie. <laughs> okay. Oh God. <laughs> I'm taking that one episode of uh, One Tree Hill. No. I'm not <laughs> um, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. That's fine. Uh, I'll allow. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's te- it's technically a mini series, but you can watch it on Netflix now as a whole damn thing. So I will count it as like a mini movie. Derek, remember that time in high school where we tried to do that for uh like she kept trying to make that Oh, every every fucking high school tried to yeah. make Dr. Horror. Like that was a thing. And I, I was... wanted to be a part of it so bad and my mom wouldn't let me. Really? <laughs> she Oh yeah, she was like, "No, you can't do that. It's too sexual." And I was like, "What?" Because he calls it he calls his penis the hammer. <laughs> and I, I like barely got to be stage manager, and then she was like, "Actually, we're not doing this." Show yeah, anymore. we're not going to do like, this because uh, me and the <laughs> other lead didn't have any chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> I I think I wake up to most every day to in my head going dark horse, dark horse. Um, the fact that that was made during the writer's strike is very funny. I I don't want to make like throw out any like baseless facts, but I want to say like this is one of the first like mainstream miniseries because it was basically like, all YouTube. It's just mm-hmm. Joss Whedon being like, I know nerd things and here's Felicia Day. So what are you gonna do about it? But like the fact was it that Joss Whedon? Patrick, it was. Uh, 
Oh. Yeah, it was it was Joss Whedon and his brother or his two brothers. Um, the fact that you have Nathan Fillion, Neil Patrick Harris, and Felicia Day in a YouTube series essentially in 2008 is an incredible feat in itself. It's but very it's, funny. It's yeah. funny. Like the music is actually good. Like Freeze Ray is a fantastic song. It sticks with me. Um, yeah, I love it. Dr. Horrible sing along blog. I like that pick. That's a very good pick. Uh, De- or Dex, Derek, take us home. Okay. I, I do have a, an honorable mention that I will mention after I mention my actual pick. Uh, how many more times can I say mention? Mention. Um, mention. Uh, honorably. My actual, <laughs> honorably, yes. My actual last pick is The Sound of Music. Um, sure. Fine. I I love the sound of music. It's a classic. Julie Andrews is the goat. No one can touch her, uh, except maybe Lady Gaga. That one time that she sang like that medley at the Oscars. Uh, queen. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just it's a classic, and it's like all all of my theater friends hate a sound or the sound of music, and I'm like, well, you're all wrong, so that's okay. Yeah. Um. This one, this my honorable mention will probably get me hurt uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, I I'm going to say cats. I'm going to say cats. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. So the Please first time I saw the first time I saw it, it the was first. me and I saw. <laughs> I did give this movie money a couple times. Oh no. Um, the, it was me and one other man in the theater and i was crying the whole time and then it stopped being fun i was are like you, oh wait I, ju- I i i have to sit through this now are you proud of yourself knowing that some amount of that money went to james corden can you live with yourself <laughs> no it keeps me up at night it's like that anxiety mixed in with election anxiety is literally causing me a lot of problems right now. Um, I have a lot of James Corden based anxiety. <laughs> yes. The fact that he was almost the new Ellen. God, what a what a what a step that would have been in the wrong direction. All <laughs> right. Let's get let's just get the male Ellen on there. Um, let's get somebody equally as shitty to everybody around them. Oh yeah, have you read that story of him on the airplane? Yes, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> yelling so at the woman with the baby, <laughs> and it turns out to be his wife. <laughs> yes, um, so good. But the second time I, the second and the last time I saw it, I did not see this movie more than two times. I went to the rowdy showing at the Alamo Draft House in Katy, and it was like me and a friend, and we went. And it was the most magical experience I've had in the theater in a very long time. It, it was so stupid and fun and like how this movie is supposed to be watched and it made me uh, like it gave me a whole new respect for this movie because it's awful it's so bad yes there's there's nothing there is absolutely nothing redeeming about this movie except maybe jennifer hudson's memory but like seeing it with a bunch of people that are there for the exact same reason you are and that's to make fun of it Mm -hmm. is a a unifying experience that i think all of america needs right now (laughs) I kind of hate how that movie wants so badly to be good, but it's going to find life as a piece of shit cult film forever. It's going to be the next Rocky Horror. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I I think it's going to find its home with the Rocky Horror crowd. Like, we are, 
Which, granted, I don't. I mean, you're basically just end up with the Broadway production. But like, we're 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 like one year removed from people dressing up as cats at their local like shitty theater and forcing people in the audience to join them. I will say that I will not abide. I, I will not abide in. And instead of putting the red V on their forehead, it's just like a C in kitty litter. That movie is a great animals. time. It's awful, but it's a great fucking time. Like Derek was talking about. Because when I went and saw it, me and my friend, her name is actually Kat. She is a friend of the podcast. <laughs> we went and saw it in Chicago because we were like on vacation back when that was a thing at the beginning of the year. Uh, and it was us and like eight other people who were all drunk and just having a great fucking time watching this movie and just laughing at all the batshit insane things that happened in it. And Taylor Swift trying so desperately to have an Oscar song and failing. Um, uh, she distanced herself time. from that movie quicker than like than like former Nazis in Germany. She was just like <laughs> she was just like no, thank you. I don't know. Wow. Like, what a, it's also funny you say that because you know Taylor Swift was once pegged as an Aryan princess. Oh so. God. <laughs> um, she's just like no, like, I, cats. Never heard of it. Like <laughs> yeah, she, she's like beautiful ghost. What a fucking stupid name for a song um listen to folklore uh but um i don't it's it's fun it's like stupid dumb like bad fun i i would not like i regret going the first time (laughs) i don't regret going the second time so take that i keep it it's almost like it's daring me to watch it on hbo because it's like on the front cover of hbo max right now Front yeah they're like HBO advertising max. it it's yeah. like you should it's like lucky you you got the streaming rights for an awful movie <laughs> i mean it's a movie that's like it's past its memeness like nobody is roasting anymore because it's over so like all that's left are the people that are actually like you know what i'll watch this <laughs> yeah I, I keep wanting to watch it for the dumpster fire but i don't know if i can bring myself to do it uh movies we didn't mention of course i was gonna say i should have probably picked aladdin but um i mean the entirety of the 90s disney backlog like yeah Yeah, lion king was gonna be my pick before i was talked into picking frozen to shit on y'all for not liking frozen (laughs) frozen is okay i don't know anything anything else that we're missing that people are gonna yell at us for of course all the olds uh, that we're missing. Let me yeah. just say, Grease I mean, fucking stinks. Grease stinks. Whoa! Actually, I agree with that take. I, I agree with that take on the level of I love Grease because that's another movie I was like raised watching. Yeah. Um, but it's actually not not good. It's very but problematic. I, I it. Oh, it's deeply. I mean, <laughs> but it, no, no, no. It, it's it's not good. But I, it is also a movie I love watching. Oh, I know this isn't a technically a good movie. Um, it's fine. <laughs> And people love shitting. The Greatest Showman goes. I love that movie. That's so much. Bangs. <laughs> that I mean, a terrible, ter- a terrible story about a terrible, an actual real life terrible human being. But that movie is wonderful. It is so never, fun. Never enough will never fail to make me feel like the biggest Broadway diva every time I'm singing it. I'm like. The, like there's something about that soundtrack that is it is pure magic 
I, for just man. a very okay, a very okay movie. Man, I love that movie. I love that movie. Um, the Panic at the Disco cover of The Greatest Show is like legitimately one of my favorite songs. Like I just love listening <laughs> to that shit. Um, of course, uh, Rocket Man, which I really enjoyed uh, last year, which was you know better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to count this. Fuck across the universe. Never seen it. Oh, so Moulin Rouge 100% reminded me. Speaking of, of theater kid uh, movies. Yeah. that, that <laughs> I really, like, I had a bout of, um, where, I forgot what the word is, where I couldn't, like, sleep at all for a couple of nights. And one night at, like, 3 a.m., I was like, I, I randomly thought of Across the Universe. So I bought it for three bucks, or rented it for three bucks on Amazon, and I watched it. None of that movie holds up. It is. <laughs> n- that is a movie where nobody knew what they were doing. They're just like, we got to somehow take 40 Beatles songs and somehow make a story out of this. And we can't. Yeah, no, that's theater kid extraordinaire. Uh, anyway, West Side Story, Oliver, uh, the producers. Oh, producers are great. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, of course. And the Wiz. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. And the Wiz. That's my thought on Wizard of Oz. Eh. Whatever. I, like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. It feels it feels weird to have like hot takes on classic movies because it's yeah. Like, oh, it's just like who are you trying to impress with this? Like we all we've yeah, all kind all of gotten there at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like eh. So just, to just be like, here's a hot take. Wizard of Oz is just okay. We're all like, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> a miniseries, technically, but one that I love. The Temptations biopic. Really good. I just keep thinking oh, uh, of uh, Dreamgirls. Oh, yeah. Eh. The music. Oh, just keep... you... <laughs> the music is really good. The movie is just okay. Yeah, I yeah. What's the what's not what's not West Side Story, but what's the movie that's like four hours long? It's oh, it's like really old. Titanic. Um, no, it made. Oh, Gone with the Wind. Like, Gone with the Wind. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Thank you. Oh. I keep thinking of like 1930s movie critic being like Gone with the Wind, just okay. <laughs> it's fine. It they did set the whole theater. Hour three. <laughs> are all 1930s movie critics Italian? Is that what just happened? Yes. <laughs> Frankly, yeah, they're all dear, from New York. I don't give a damn about this movie. Four hours, too long. <laughs> there wasn't enough gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> I was more interested when they burnt down Atlanta. That was fun to watch. Otherwise, else, I don't care. <laughs> that movie is racist. Um... <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought that about. they need to have a little <laughs> they need to have a little bit of a warning before this movie. <laughs> I was a little bit scarred by the amount of racism. <laughs> I mean, oh <laughs> nobody hey, I mean I mean sheesh <laughs> No one was gonna tell a boy that there was some racism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not for nothing but uh what year is it, you know? <laughs> It's the 1930s. I thought we moved past that. <laughs> no, oh. we were past. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Anything else? Pitch Perfect. <laughs> no. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Uh, that was on my list. Pitch Perfect, yeah. 
I'm now imagining this like 1920s Italian critic watching Birth of a Nation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sheesh, those costumes were ill-fitting. They looked like ghosts. (laughs) Could we not have got a tailor on set? (laughs) Why were the hats so pointy? What was happening? I mean, people. Now in I blackface. see why they call them wizards. People, people in blackface. Come on! <laughs> what are All we right. doing? All right, so I have a tangential. Marot. I have a tangential not related story. So I won't about say birth name. of a nation about blackface. <laughs> no, about about wizards. So oh, okay. I won't say any names. And actually, he doesn't work there anymore anyway. But um. So in our, where I work and like our, our chat, we can, our, it's supposed to be our name and our title. So that way you know who you're talking to and what they do. Well, after a while, somebody figured out you could change their, your title. And so somebody changed theirs to whatever their job was, wizard. Another person found out and thought he needed to trump that person, so he made his title Grand Wizard. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot! I am calling HR right now. (laughs) And that stood for three days, because unless you were looking for Not three days! Oh, yeah, it stood for a while. And people, like, because unless you were looking for it, you didn't notice it. Because, I mean, we're at that at that time, we were a pretty small group, so you knew what everybody was doing. And then at one point in time, it wasn't even <laughs> HR. It was, like, somebody, like, our head of people or whatever, like, sent a chat, like, everybody needs to turn their titles back to what it is. Nobody can Grand do it. wizard. <laughs> what an unforced error. <laughs> And that was the last day that David Duke worked at that company. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I like that he immediately went to Grant. It was wasn't like super. It wasn't like senior or great. <laughs> Better Sen- like senior wizard. <laughs> what is? <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He knew. Lead wizard. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> head, oh. head, head wizard. <laughs> head honcho wizard. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but yeah, God. it was like the other buzzword ninja. <laughs> the wizard ninja. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was. That was three years ago, so nobody's getting God in trouble anymore. Damn, but I, man, I can't imagine like the person being like, "What?" <laughs> I can't imagine the person found that was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Oh, I think about that quite a lot. I would think about that every Grand. day. <laughs> Grand. <laughs> to be fair, in that same. My title has never changed for the last three years. It's been janitor, and nobody has ever stopped or corrected me. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. All right. We got to get out of here. Um, <laughs> that's been the One Take Podcast. You can find us all at One Take Pod. Uh, Derek, uh, you still doing the podcast? Where can they find what you're doing? I'm not going to advertise the podcast just because we've been, I guess, like on an unofficial hiatus. So I just feel like it's pointless at this at this point. Okay, um, 182. Um. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> um, 
But if you want to, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Derek Fultz. Uh, go follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to build a following. Um, shout you know, out, I got, I shout a, out, Daddy God. Daddy God. Um, that's a that's a horrible story that you can hear about on my TikTok. I'm 26 years old. I'm adult. I shouldn't have a TikTok following. Uh, but uh, yeah, all of my social media at Derek Fultz. Please follow me. I need validation from strangers on the internet. Need that serotonin. Uh, <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> follow us. <laughs> follow us at the One Take Pod. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts as well. Leave us five-star review, please. Thank you. Uh, leave us a written review as well. That helps out a lot as well. And if you just listen to us, I noticed that a lot of people listen to us on Spotify. If you can just click that follow button at the top of Spotify, that will help out a lot. So um, follow us there. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh. She'll be in a musical eventually, and we will all live. Yes, absolutely. Uh, please wear a mask so we can see Black Widow in theaters. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that has been the One Take Podcast, episode 41. Golly, my head hurts. <laughs> all right, we're out. We're out.